Hi, John. How are you today? Hi, Elliot. I'm fine. You? I'm good, too. Thanks. This week, I thought it would be interesting to talk about uh, an order that actually came out last, late last month uh, from the uh, uh, NCUA, and it related to live, uh, Live Life Federal Credit Union. I wondered if you saw that order. Yeah, I did. And I think it's interesting on a couple of levels, right? Obviously, um, you know, credit unions do get examined and the oversight is as it is with traditional banks. Uh, There's always been some question by the AML world, uh, how strong is NCUA? But I think they've shown certainly in the past decade that they oversee their uh, members or their uh, the regulated entities. Well, that was that's one thing. But the second part of it is this uh, consent order, so the C&D relates uh, to some control issues and some systems issues for, for a um, uh, credit union that banks marijuana-related businesses. That's not the only reason, but that certainly was something that, f- that we both flagged and thought we should uh, spend a couple minutes talking about. Agreed. Um, there's a, and we won't, we won't take the time to read everybody the list of uh, consent actions and things that have to be done, but there, um, the the thing that jumps out when you read them is that this organization and I think there are others out there may not have uh, fully assessed the risk of taking on a complex client like an MRB, um, and therefore may not also have done an, an internal assessment of whether they had the infrastructure systems and uh, capabilities to actually handle it. Um, Another interesting part of the uh, order separate or in addition to the MRB piece is there's actually a piece related to MSBs um, relate and the reference that is in the order is to the FinCEN 2019 directive on um, illicit activity involving convertible virtual currency. So again, not that there's anything wrong with being, you know, having cl- customers who use virtual currency or even banking companies that are involved in the virtual currency economy, but understanding the complexities and again, in, in doing an internal assessment to see if you really know how to handle it, what what things you ought to be watching for when when you know when the risk alarm should be going off. Uh, appeared not to have occurred at this institution. Right. And and there's two other things in here for just all of us as AML professionals. One of the the, uh, items that they're required to do is to monitor the red flags in uh, one of the other FinCEN uh, advisories, the 2014 one on uh, BSA expectations regarding marijuana-related businesses. Why is that relevant? So whenever FinCEN issues something, whether it's an advisory on human trafficking, on virtual currency, Uh, on marijuana-related businesses, there is an unspoken obligation, frankly, that you're doing something with that. I mean, it sounds obvious to us that are in the space, but I think when you're talking to your business lines and people outside of compliance, you you know, when something is issued, what you need to do, this is sort of separate from the consent order, you need to summarize what's in there, get it out to the lines of business and saying, we need to map this to what we currently do. So by telling them that, and the one you mentioned on um, the advisory on uh, convertible virtual currency and illicit activities such, they want you to do some things with this. So I, I think that's Im- important as well. And they also say in the order, immediately file SARS, 
because obviously they felt that that wasn't going on and to immediately stop opening MRV accounts. So, um, you know, I think, like I said, even though the marijuana related business has caught our eye, this is both, this is, this is relevant for two reasons. One is uh, credit unions are small, right? Most of them, they're small. So like a small community bank, uh, if you take on complicated products, you have to be able to, you know, oversee them and uh, comply with all the various requirements. And this is a perfect example of that, I think. I agree. This is, uh, uh, I think the order um, indicated that the, uh, the institution is, uh, has $69 million in assets, so modest. Right. Um, and so, you know, which means modest resources. And um, so taking on more complex customers requires a significant commitment to uh, infrastructure, uh, having the right staff and those kinds of things. And so, um, I think this, uh, that's what I, you know, that to me, that was what the other big, uh, thing to take away from this. But John, I absolutely agree with you when FinCEN issues guidance, or when you see a, uh, consent order like this, um, you really, uh, you know, it's important for compliance and others to say, what is this telling us? And now let's do a quick gut check and see, do we have these holes? I mean, not a full gap analysis, but, you know, uh, if it, if it, if any of this bothers you when you read it about your own institution, then you need to make inquiry. I, I agree. And we're not going to leave you hanging. We actually have <laughs> scheduled for May 27th, a webinar on banking, uh, marijuana related businesses. So we'll have uh, a vendor on there that'll talk about systems uh, that they have. We'll have uh, practitioners and we'll give you some great advice up to the minute advice because this thing continues to change, obviously the distinction between marijuana businesses and hemp businesses, but we're, we got all your bases covered May 27th. Uh, hold the date. We'll send more information as we get closer. Okay. Thanks, John. Have a great uh, rest of your week and uh, weekend and we will talk next week. Take care, Elias. Stay safe. Yeah, you too, bud.